Shaquille O'Neal is a 5,000-year-old genie in the biggest, wildest, I wish I had junk food to sky. Adventure of the Year, Kazam, rated PG. I am Kazam. Touchstone Pictures dares you to make a wish. You are a genie. Let loose and go wild. Shaquille O'Neal, Kazam, rated PG. Hello and welcome to Benview on Shaq. I'm your resident Shaq fanatic, Matt Benson. And I'm your resident Shaq apatheticist, Andrew Lindy. And I put it in the hoop like slam. I heard the crowd screaming out, jam, jam. I swear that I'm telling you the facts, because that's how I beat Shaq, David King. That's David King, our guest on this episode. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you out there are wondering uh, what's going on right now. Uh, if you're subscribed to this feed, you're used to hearing Benview on Spielberg. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you what happened is that Justin Keyzone is a motherfucker. <laughs> and... Uh, I, I, that we had some words, um, some things were said that cannot be unsaid, and and, and, and to be honest, the the idea of spending uh, even one more hour podcasting with that piece of garbage is just it, it makes me want to vomit. I'm done. He's out. I'm sick of him. I don't even want to hear his name again. And uh, and and you know, covering Shaq or covering Spielberg, excuse me, that was his idea. You know, I'm a Spielberg apatheticist. I don't, I don't, I don't care about that man. And now that he's gone, now that I don't have to deal with his bullshit anymore, we're gonna cover someone who has made some real contributions to cinema. A giant and, among giants. Exactly. If you and will. of course, that man is Shaquille O'Neal. Also, I wanted to say uh, thanks for forgiving me on Shut Up Leonard. Uh, you know, we 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 went through rough times, but it's all behind us now. All right. Justin won't be getting the same treatment, yeah, unfortunately. Who, yeah, who can say? Yeah. Uh, That's how I beat Justin. <laughs> The point is, we're uh, starting starting with this episode. We will be covering the filmography of Shaquille O'Neal one by one. Uh, it's the same premise, except this time I am the expert. I am the fanatic. Uh, Andrew Lindy is the uh, apatheticist. He, he does not have a strong opinion about Shaq either way. Going not, into not this. super into him, but, into but childhood love brings yeah. you brings you so far. And and David is our guest because we never had guests on the old show, and, and I think it's high time we started. Hey, thanks. I'll be somewhere in the middle. Yeah, uh, in this whole uh, <laughs> Shaq debacle. Also, literally. Yeah, 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 actually, if, if you could see our setup, I'm literally sitting in the middle. I am the Buddha in this situation. <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, uh, unlike uh, Ben Vion Spielberg, where we just went in straight chronological order, uh, today we figured it was, it, was, it was best to start with a boom, start with one that's going to get people excited. Uh, we're covering Kazam today. Kazam! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, many, many of you may remember this film from your childhood, if you're around the same age that we are. Uh, and it, it's a great film. Uh, and let's let's dive right in. What year did it come out? I'm sorry. 1996. Okay. If you didn't see it then, you might remember <coughs> having seen it in your grandparents' motorhome one night when you couldn't sleep and you were really bored and you turned it on and you watched it and it was magical but also confusing at the same time because it was really, really late at night and you were like kind of half asleep and you maybe came in only halfway through it. So, Does that I'm happen sure, to you, David? I'm sure that's how most people saw it. <laughs> that's yeah. how I, well, I, you know, I can't speak for everybody, I but I assume my most, experience was pretty normal. I have to imagine that most people saw it in a theater and then bought the VHS and then watched it many, many times while standing <laughs> under their shack cardboard cutout. <laughs> I think that's normal, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't uh, think you have a choice. You have to stand under your shack cardboard cutout because it towers over everything. Well, it wasn't life-size, my shack uh, cardboard cutout. It was, it was, it was, about a, it was a little shorter than I am now. So still taller than me then. Tiny Shaq. He's holding a six-pack of Pepsi. <laughs> uh, and it was autographed. Oh, the Pepsi or him? 
The, it was uh, he. It was signed like between his legs, actually. Okay. Ooh. I thought he was holding signed Pepsi. No, no. Shaq, oh, no, okay. the man himself, actually signed my cardboard cutout. Wow. I didn't get to meet him. My my mom's friend met him and had him sign it. Wow. Uh, I also think it's important to note uh, that Kazam was directed by the one, the only, Paul Michael Glazier. Is he Starsky or Hutch? He is Starsky. Mm-hmm. Hutch was. Wouldn't it be great if Hutch directed Steel? I mean, yes. Per- period. I mean, that's not, yes, the re- period. That's, that's not the reality we're living in. But wouldn't that be amazing? Hmm. Uh, I wish I could remember his name right now. I used to be. Uh, here's some. Here's some weird truths. I used to be oddly obsessed with Starsky and Hutch. I can see that. How do you feel about the film? Uh, that kicked it off in a weird way. Okay. That was almost like where it began. That gave me the knowledge. Uh, but also, Paul Michael Glazer directed something else uh, that was that was interesting. Uh, I believe it was one of those. Uh, well, we're getting off track here. We're here to direct. We're here to talk Kazam. <laughs> oh, I thought this was uh, Benvio on Glazer. No, no, no. This oh. is Benvio on Shaq. Oh, Andrew. wait, what? Yeah, you're not. A, you're not a Glazer apatheticist. No, I'm not. I'm a. I'm the Glazer expert. <laughs> exactly. You, you need to. You're here to be an apatheticist. Okay. We're here to talk about Shaq. Fine. I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll have apathy. So let's talk about how the movie starts. Uh, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> I thought that was my role. Wait, hold on. Andrew? We got <laughs> Well, why, why don't I why don't I, I take this one? I want you to one? take this seriously, Mr. <laughs> okay. Lindy. Good. As the man in the middle, why don't, I, why don't I set the scene? It starts with some very whimsical music. Yeah. And an opening shot. Whimsical uh, font. Of a city wraithed in purple fog. Or yeah. it might just be the fact that they, like, dissolve the shots between, like, purple pink clouds and fog and there's that cool, like, gold-studded text and it's like, kazam. Yeah. And you know you're in for a treat. Three A's total. One in the front, two in the back. It yep. could have. Been, they could have put all three A's behind it. Could it be Kazam. Well, then that would just be Kazam. Kazam. You can't even say the first day. Yeah, no. But then exactly. we, uh, we start uh, zooming in on on the lamps building. <laughs> what I assume is a historic landmark in the city, the lamps building. I guess so. It's got a gargoyle on the front of it's it. It's true. It's got a sweet ass gargoyle. Uh, we pan up and we see a window, which can't be a practical advertisement or any kind no, of way. I noticed like on the, the third neon, floor. I noticed the neon sign for the lamp shop is in like the third floor's like window, and I'm not even sure that the window is facing a street. So, um, I yeah, don't know. it just says lamps. Now, are they? It, doesn't, lamp. it says lamps. Now, you gotta wonder: does the shop sell exclusively magic lamps, or is it just has so happened that one of the lamps in that shop is magical? In which case, if all the lamps in that shop are magical, why would it have gone out of business? Uh, I don't think they were all magical. I believe that this was just a collector of antique lamps, and unbeknownst to him, one of them happened to be Kazam's lamp. You'd think he would, even know. though he's loudly snoring. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that him, or was that Kazam in the lamp? No, I'm saying that's. Sorry, uh, Paul. uh, Excuse me. Paul Michael Glazer directed The Running Man. Yes, that was that was. uh, You know, I mean, I think Kazam was a great film, but everyone agrees that the. the, the But he also did. He did one of those Jack Nicholson ones where he's he's a sensitive man. I don't care. You know Um, what I'm talking about. I don't care. Um, Kazam is snoring in the lamp. You're you're absolutely right. I was not paying attention, but you know, because Kazam knows the lamp owner is not around anymore. Kazam's a smart genie. That's true. Uh, and also, he wouldn't want to get out of the lamp because uh, once he does get out, all he's concerned about is getting back in. Yeah, it yeah, seems that genies much. hate the outside world or hate granting wishes. I can't tell which. No, he hates because he wants to grant wishes so we can go back in the boombox. He just point. wants to be left alone, man. Yeah, like he's, he's probably just genie. He's well, probably especially got a lot after of elbow his, room he, in there. He, he can't find his friend anymore. I guess it's true. I think oh, there's yeah. a, there's you well, well, as we talked during the film. Uh, there needs to be an expanded Kazam universe. Well, yeah, I, well, I have yeah, a lot of had, questions we, I want answered. We'll get there. We've yeah, exactly. We, we'll we'll get there. Uh, so so then uh, but then a wrecking ball comes. Yeah, they're destroying the lamp shop. They knock it down and uh and Kazam. There's this great shot where the lamp falls off in slow motion and you just hear 
uh, Shaquille O'Neal just yeah. screaming his head off as it, it's, we get a as nice artificial zoom motion. there where it gets uh, grainier and grainier uh, as they uh, zoom in closer. It's very nineties. Yeah. it's very nineties. I mean, right off the bat, it's a very nineties. No, which this is, is one of the reasons why I love it. Well, the whimsical music alone was enough to sell it. It's like some it's true. Feels like some Chris Columbus stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, how does he end up in the boombox? I I've seen this movie many times and I still miss that. I don't. I know he does end up in a boombox. I guess it was the closest vessel to the uh, broken lamp that he I mean, could yeah, dive they, into. They, right, they don't quite explain it in the film, but if we... I mean, we see the lamp falling. Did we see the boombox before the lamp falls? No. Oh, you do, I, no, you do. You see the boombox in the shop as well. How does the boombox not get destroyed in the, in the wrecking ball? Uh, because it's not fragile. Well, we, you see that boombox get tossed around a lot. It's That's a true. It's, I mean, it's a ma- I mean, well, as soon as Kazam inhabits it, it becomes a magic boombox. But wait but a minute, why, why does the, the logic apply break? to the lamp? Hmm. There's some holes in this. I'm sorry. I don't guys. know. It's maybe because he was asleep. He was asleep. He was off the clock. Mm, Lamp yeah. broke. Maybe he's and floating he was, around. And he's, then he was, he's like, "Well, I gotta go here now." And then he was panicking because it was falling in slow motion while there was artificial. And the zoom. wrecking ball too. Yeah. The wrecking ball it was a lot. It, it hit the lamp. It didn't hit the the came in like a wrecking ball. How long do you think he was in the lamp before he got out? At this time, the boombox. I mean, I mean. Yeah, he references several times in <clears throat> 5,000 years. But he also helped Paul Revere get his horse, so he, he can't be more He's been than... in the lamp for 5,000 years, but when was the last time you think he had to grant a wish? Well, the most recent time that he specifically mentions is he gave Paul Revere his horse. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. also talked about being in a, on, in a compass on a ship, so you could assume... That would be before the lamp. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. before the lamp, mm-hmm. but that wasn't mm-hmm. 5,000 years. Yeah. It couldn't have been 5,000 years mm-hmm. because the compass is... And he's a must relatively? have served like maybe dozens of people because he's he's kind of jaded about the wish thing. And he's from Mesopotamia. That's an old school mm. culture. That's he was before... probably hanging around with um, you know uh, Gilgamesh. Yeah, Hammurabi. Yeah, he makes some biblical references like yeah, he was he there does. when they happened. Yeah, yeah, he destroyed Pompeii. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So he was he was yeah, at a lot of places right. where the doctor was. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe we get a crossover going here. Shaquille O'Neal maybe for turns out doctor. That, maybe it turns out that Kazam is secretly one of the doctor's worst nemesis. <laughs> okay, so he yeah, doesn't he doesn't realize it because it's it's always the bad guys using Kazam. Yeah, and then Kazam travels to somewhere else. Well, yeah. Kazam goes back in the lamp, and the doctor doesn't doesn't catch him. Doesn't catch him. Well, I think that interesting, we interesting. I think that we're just going to need a, a Doctor Who thing where now the either he's the thirteenth Doctor. Or he regenerates and is the, or the master regenerates and it's uh, it's Shaquille O'Neal. Well, maybe I mean maybe, uh, and I don't want to jump ahead here, but at the end of the movie, Kazam does some regeneration esque type stuff. I won't mm-hmm. say what he turns well, into. It even has similar special effects. Yeah. To Doctor so Who. maybe what I'm thinking is maybe <laughs> maybe Kazam is a pre Hartnell Doctor. Oh. Maybe maybe we can introduce something in the can where he is the zeroth doctor. The zeroth doctor. Well, isn't there there's an episode where they show like a bunch of faces and the doctor references that he had all of them at one point. Wow. Yeah. It's an old 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 school. Yeah, it's true. Huh. Um well, anyway, anyway, so we got to meet Max now. So oh, this, yeah. I mean we meet, we're we're at Max, he's in school. He's scraping a key on the lockers like a little shithead. I immediately hate this kid. Yeah. But you know what that's that. I mean that, uh, on our on our last episode of the show we we talked about Jaws and 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 Quint also introduced himself by scraping things on a thing with a horrible sound so maybe this kid is just trying to be like quentin jaws which well, is not, I mean, a, I mean, not a bad role he does, model, I say. He does bro- wait so there's a man who's named quentin jaws okay i'm not i'm not in this for these kind of games all right you know what i'm talking about <laughs> don't fuck me like this i'll fire you again in a second <laughs> he does he does kind of grow on you a little bit over time the max kid i mean but- I, the key thing was annoying but i gotta say he grew on me real quick this kid and i'll i'll, I'll tell you where it happened so he gets he gets jumped by a gang of kids uh, one of generic them generic 90s bullies they're... well one of them is young Eminem not yeah, literally pretty much. but he, like, looks he, like he looks like it one of them was uh, one, wasn't one of them uh, Pedro 
from allegedly uh, allegedly uh, Efren Ramirez who played Pedro and Napoleon Dynamite was in this movie as a kid named Carlos I did not catch which one was Carlos I don't know if he was one of the bad kids maybe he was just one of the kids in class who can say uh, I assume he was one, I assume he was one of the bullies because the bullies actually had like a Names. role yeah yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so maybe he was little Eminem I doubt that that would be really funny, though. Who can say? Well, true. I mean, will the I, I real mean, I can't confirm or deny. So. Slim Shady, please stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Uh, All right. So, so are we going to talk about the scene where the bullies uh, spray paint green around his head? Well, that's what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Okay. What was that all about? They they, uh, they like do like a, almost like a homicide like body outline. You know, it's an intimidation him. game. They're saying, "Hey, we can do whatever we want. We're spray painting the floors of the bathroom. You better give us all your money." He's got two dollars on him, but he says, "Hey, check this out! I got this key. You go to you go to the the store, and this key he says the wholesale mart. Yeah, there's a locker on the second floor of the wholesale mart. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, no, I he, think you're making that up. So no, I think it's locker eight eight two. Yeah, well, whatever he's saying, eight, it makes and no sense. I didn't sense. write that shit down. It makes or no sense. I, or I think it's eight two two. It doesn't matter that much. All that matters is that we get two things here: is that we learn is Max is really good at making up. Uh, really, he's good on the fly, prof- man. Yeah, he's. But well, what, he's pretty fly, that Max. We need to know from an, uh, a, a real guy. New Yorker, uh, do they have lockers in the second stories of Wholesale Marts? We never got confirmation that this was New York, by the way. I, th- I kept thinking it was like Chicago or something. Looked New York-y to me. It was, gr- it was a gross, yes. it was right, a gross city somewhere. I don't know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they definitely were highlighting the grossness of it. I could see, there I could see this even being a Detroit situation. There was smog and stuff everywhere. <laughs> like, um... So he, he, he says, hey, this key goes and locks the shit. There's, like, gold or whatever in it. He, he says it there's some... Rolexes. Yeah, Rolexes. Yar. Um, and it should be noted, for the record, this is Francis Capra is the main kid in this movie. Oh, who, boy. Uh, Veronica Mars fans will notice uh, will remember him as Weevil on Veronica Mars. It's, there's an insane transformation that goes on here. Well, I mean, he's a lot. He's, I mean, he doesn't have muscles here. Yeah. He doesn't have a goatee. He has hair. And he does not have tattoos. Does he have that perpetual pouty face, though? Did kinda. you notice that Max yeah. has like this perpetual kinda. pouty face? Weevil kind of does. This this is this is the kind of uh, child actor to adult actor transformation uh, that that is repeated, and people thought happened for the first time with uh, the Harry Potter actor who played uh, Neville. Oh, Don't remember his name? Hmm. People people said like, oh, he got hot. Yeah. Well, I think people are going to say the same thing about Weevil. Yeah. But <laughs> if they re- ever realized he was the kid from Kazam, <laughs> the kid from Dennis the Menace got hot. I, Some people. Will that's know a it. weird sentence to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! What? No. <laughs> Look up Mason Gamble. Tell me I'm lying. Oh jeez. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're getting off track. So he goes back into the classroom and he hands the teacher a box of staplers or whatever. And here, it's here we find out that that key he gave them is in fact the supply key. Sorry, did you say a box of staplers or whatever? Staples. I thought you said staplers. staplers. I was like, those are some really tiny staplers that I believe you hit my stapler. <laughs> that's, uh, a good, that's a good milk. <laughs> but she. She says, "Oh, what? You got abducted by aliens again?" And he he rolls with it. He's just like, "Yeah, they took my my optical lobes or something like mm-hmm. that." He's like, "Yeah, they wanted my optical lobes, but I didn't give it to him." And here's where I wrote down, "Max is cool because uh, <laughs> you know the teacher's giving him shit, but he comes back with a zinger, and he's got the whole class laughing." So we see that Max is he's good on the fly. He can, he can lie and he can make people laugh. We we learn that this is a charming except, kid. Except that uh, apparently not bullies because bullies will be bullies and they'll just just beat the shit out of true. whatever kid. And Apparently, two, 270 will get, take you a long way. Was was that real? When they, yeah, they, were, when they took his money? Yeah. Were they, or were they joking? We'll sit pretty with this money or something I like that. I believe they were joking. Okay. I believe they were doing a bit. Okay. Because, I mean, I know the 90s were different, but... Not that I don't remember not the that different. You not could that buy, uh, you could buy uh, like, a pack of Pokemon cards for around that much. That is true. 
but Pokemon cards I don't think existed at this point. So uh, they were probably another five years away. Yeah. I, I've looked it up and I don't have any information specifically on where it's set, but I can tell you that it was filmed in Los Angeles and Brooklyn, New York. So it's a point to Andrew. Mm. Uh, we're keeping tally. We'll Lost tell you Brooklyn. who the winner is at the end of the game. Cool. Um, so he he he, uh, he he goes home and his mom's mad at him because he was supposed to. And help. she says, "What what what happened? You got caught by gypsies?" Yeah. She's Which apparently is a lie he's told before it seems. Yeah, so we're we're getting the feeling that he's a lie teller. Yeah, yeah, uh, and she she's got problems with her vacuum. Uh, the motor is not in it. He says, "Who would who would steal our vacuum motor?" Is the implication here that he removed the motor so that he would? Not yes, have he's vacuum? an no yeah. because he's an inventor. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that, we'll, we'll that get, just we'll came get to that, that part. I'm not even kidding. That just which, came to by me. By the way, I yeah. Listen, don't get me wrong. I love this film, but it never comes up again that he's an inventor. It's not well, except for his really cool hideout. He's got a cool hideout. He's got a cool like, '90s kid hideout. Like, yeah, never he never used... has to fix the boombox or something. Yeah. That would have been a good tie-in. That would have been a perfect way to tie it. Yeah. Should have fixed it. Like, oh, like my boombox is broken. I can't grant your last wish. Oh, I got this. That would have been good. You know, it's got I won't lie. He's still fixing it. I won't lie and say that the film does not have flaws but i still love him um and here's where we meet travis travis is the uh boyfriend of the mom travis is even is uh is our uh 90s uh i'm not trying to be your dad trope yeah and he's the good the good not the the shorthand for him being the good guy is he's a firefighter yeah which is great i love that i love that in his firefighter shirt i love that shorthand yeah uh, he's a firefighter, is, you know, so you know he's he's okay. You know you get you can make fun of the movie, but it doesn't waste time. It's a, it, it's not gonna it's not gonna hit us over head. It's like it, he's a yeah. firefighter. It uses its ninety. Guy. All I can one thing I can say about Kazam is it it uses its ninety three minutes like effectively. Yeah, I guess Judd Apatow could learn from this film. <laughs> is what I'm gonna say. Peter Jackson could learn from this film. Is what I'm gonna oh, say. Oh, Peter Jackson sure. did Kazam would win five five films. You know, I'm not joking. P- Kazam is a better movie than any of the Hobbit movies. That's, I'm gonna I'm oof. gonna put that on record right now. Oh, oh my! Boy. Yeah, I believe that. I don't know about that. I believe that to be true. Mm, um, I can't kid, say. Uh, well, Max, he doesn't like Travis. He, he's no, because Travis is trying to replace his dad, his dad that he yeah, never knew, even as much as he says he's not. There's a great there's a great gag here that I had to write down What's that? where Travis says, "Hey, do you like Buster Keaton?" Yeah, and the kid says, "Who's that? Some dead black and white guy?" Yeah, <laughs> and Travis says, "Yeah, funny dead guy." Yeah, <laughs> well, I, you know, I like Travis right away because the first thing he says, like, "Hey, watch some Buster Keaton." I'm like, I I want this guy to be my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone Travis comes in and cool. says, "Watch Buster Keaton." I'm down. Yeah, Travis is a good guy. Travis is a is a good guy, uh, and Max is a. Well, Max is hurt. He's yeah, he's, he's a, Max is a teenager, well, and as we know, all well, teenagers are the he's, worst. So he's not. He's, he's a teenager. Well all tweens, tweens are the worst. And here's where we learn: uh, Max's mom lets it slip by accident that she knows where the dad is in town, mm-hmm. the real dad, the biological dad. And this is an issue that hits close to home for Shaquille O'Neal. I know for a fact. Oh, because Shaquille O'Neal, uh, his his biological dad was not around. He was raised by his mom and a stepdad. And Shaquille O'Neal, this is this is true. I mean, it sounds like I'm doing some weird setup, but he like Shaquille O'Neal, like really like he'll, like in interviews, he talks a lot about how much he loves his stepdad and, and what a great father figure he was. <laughs> and he has a song on one of his albums called "Biological Didn't Bother" about how great his stepdad <laughs> is and how terrible his real dad is. So you know, I gotta wonder if these issues are hitting close to home for Shaq because he's on set making this movie. Well, I can only imagine that's how he and Paul Michael Glazer yep. got together. They said, let's make a movie. About how cool stepdads about are. About how cool stepdads are. And, and, then, like, and, 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 and also, I'm a genie. And yeah. father figures <laughs> that happen to have magical powers. Because in yeah. this case, we, we have two father... We have like three different father figures. Max has got three movie. dads. His dads are super gay. Because <laughs> there's three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that movie. No that's, comment. That would be bad. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Max is upset. 
He runs off. He's he, he's he's determined to find his father. First, he sits in silence in his room and spins. He's like, oh, he's into BMX bikes, by the way. He yeah, likes, well, I mean, into that's, I mean, he's into because every every kid in the '90s movies is into BMX bikes. Yeah, yeah but he like, like he sits he in his room and he like granted. spins a thing around. And Travis comes in. And he's like. Oh, hey, later, I'm having a one-sided conversation with you because he's in stony silence. Like, look, I'm not trying to replace your dad. And I'm like, ding. Yep. There it is. Uh, so then but, he goes out looking for his dad, though. Did, were you going to say something? Well, he does that. Well, he does that. The ne- He does that. Um, what? The next? The following day? Well, I've got notes. No, I think he. I believe it is the following day. Yeah. I mean, he meets Kazam before he finds his father. No, because he's looking for his father when the kids show up to shove the key up his ass. And that's when he meets Kazam. Does he's out looking for his father, but he can't get into the place. Remember, and then the kids show up and jump him again. I don't know. I feel like that that happens out of order. And anyway, he's oh, out. No, 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 My point right. is, he's out. The, the kids right. jump they, they him go again. To, they go to jump him. Yeah, the and, kids uh, jump him again. Mm-hmm. They realize that the key is fake. They brought their older brothers. Yes, uh, who can drive cars. And they, they do yep. say that they they make an implication that they're going to shove this key up his ass. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he so he runs and there's a chase scene and they chase him through like a bunch of places and some yeah. people yell at them like get out of here you he, kid. He, he winds up in like one of like five uh, uh, built uh, unfinished and under construction buildings in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. but this is the one more importantly this is the one with the gargoyle that we saw on the intro yeah, so, so we know, know this is the same, the same building, building where, where magical where lamps was. Yeah. Like, yeah. What was this wrecking ball's job by the way to just hit the building once and then call it a day? I guess so. Um do you want to talk about construction? Let's talk about okay. construction. <clears throat> so let's talk about construction. <laughs> let's talk about bum bum bum. Uh, perhaps uh, they were just getting rid of the top floor. Hmm. But he goes to the top floor. So they, they didn't complete that task either. No, so I mean also construction workers work weird weird hours. That's true. I guess maybe it's a union thing. But also, they only hit it with the wrecking ball so many times that day, or they had to give a pay raise. <laughs> yeah. There was, um, recently at my school, uh, they renovated some buildings, but instead of, like, tearing down the buildings all the way, they just, they left, like, the structures, but they took out, like, all the walls. Mm. And so, for a while, there was, like, these weird skeleton buildings. So, perhaps that's what they were doing. But this is not a skeleton building. No, but they're getting there. They can only knock down so many walls per day. Well, then it's just back to your old excuse, and why are you bringing up skeleton buildings in the first place? Because it's a fun phrase. (laughs) Skeleton buildings. Plus, they they probably didn't want to damage that cool gargoyle on the front. Exactly. We want to save this. This is a cultural landmark. probably a little historical. It's probably a historical landmark, and they're just retrofitting it, and Mm -hmm. that's how they start. They're going to tear out the whole top floor and then rebuild it, Yep. because it had become a slum at this point. So he gets chased upstairs is the point. Yeah, he gets chased upstairs and, and then he, he, falls, he falls through. He's hiding in a room, he so he three takes a couple of steps back. Yeah. Hits some did. loose boards. Yeah. Falls three down stories. Down he goes. But because it's a nineties movie, as long as as long as the floors are sort of half there yeah. and you go through them, you're fine. Yeah, you hit them before you go down. It's the same thing in an action movie when they have the uh the tarp kind of thing over a restaurant. Yeah. You yeah. know the the whatever that thing's called? Overhang. Overhang. Right, and the action here is falling, canopy. and then they hit the canopy. Yeah. They break through it, and then they hit the garbage can full of cardboard boxes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which he does. He well, at the bottom floor of this building, he falls through one floor, and then another floor, and then another floor, and then he hits uh, a pile of, a newspapers. Pile of newspapers, like a yeah. massive, massive and cardboard pile boxes. of newspapers yeah. in the in the basement. And he tries to hide under them, but and unbeknownst to him, he accidentally kicks a boombox, mm-hmm. which starts playing some cool like arabesque hip hop. It's yep. pretty cool actually. <laughs> it's a pretty sweet beat. And but but never never mind that a kid just fell three stories. The guys upstairs are like, oh, he's well, down in the basement. <laughs> let's go kick the shit out of him. Yeah. They don't say, oh my god, he's dead. No, no, they say we gotta finish this. <laughs> yeah. Because um, they're '90s bullies. Yeah. 
You know, the 90s boys don't mess around. Yeah, they got a job to do. They're gonna do it. Um, so <laughs> they, the, the, they're paid professionals. You know, my new boys. Yeah, there, there was there was a union for them too. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they had to beat up so many kids per day, and then they could stop. They yeah. had a quota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the kids come out to beat them up, uh, and then who who should come out of the boombox? But 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 Shaquille O'Neal himself with a with like Kazam. a cool silks and like a turban. Yeah, he immediately crushes a Pepsi can to demonstrate his strength. Mm. <laughs> Um, it's a very well placed, well shot Pepsi can for yeah. like the three seconds it's on the screen. Yeah. Uh, and this triggered a whole thing, by the way. We were on uh we were on Pepsi sightings through this movie. Yeah, there's we? some good ones. There's some good ones. Yep. I suddenly Nobody really does wanted a Pepsi. Like Pepsi. I wonder if uh Kazam could live in a Pepsi bottle. Uh, oh dude. Well I mean the problem with the Pepsi bottle is that it's impermanent. It's it's not it's 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 gonna it's Well gonna, I mean he's lamps gonna, he's gonna have to move soon. Break, metal rusts. Yeah, but no people don't throw away lamps as often as they throw away Pepsi bottles. But then that's like maybe he can hide out in a trash heap. Like no one will come bother him. You know, he's got mm-hmm. a complex relationship with whether or not he wants to be inside the bottle. <laughs> that's very true. In that he he wants to grant the wishes and go back, but he also talks a lot about how much of a bummer it was when he was when he was stuck under Pompeii for three hundred years. He he didn't care for that time. No. Hmm. So I don't At think three hundred years. Maybe he just doesn't like Max at first. Maybe that's maybe he wants to grant wishes and go back because he thinks Max is a little shithead. It's true. Which I don't blame him for. Yeah. He, I mean, uh, I Max will admit, Max, a little Max has kind of got an Edward Furlong in Terminator 2 vibe in this movie. Oh, Just a little bit. yes. <laughs> super yes. A little bit. Um, I won't go super yes, but I'll go a little bit. But anyway. Um, um, but Kazam, he starts, he's, he's not rapping, but he's, he's sort of rhyming, as I said, like Bullhorn and Black Dynamite, if you need a <laughs> reference point. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like pseudo. He... He doesn't. I don't think he knows he's rapping, but he's kind of rapping. Yeah, well, he's just doing his Kazam thing, which is his his Mystic Genie talk, which, which he later learns similar will be a useful skill uh, for rapping. Very useful. It's very good that he came back in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, so he he drops some sick rhymes. Uh, the kids the kids try to beat him up, but he's because he's a magic genie. He's too tough for them. He's also Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. So like, I mean, even yeah, even Shaquille O'Neal just as a person could probably kick if, those if, kids' if asses. Was, Kazam is one thing. Like Kazam has mystical powers and sweet rhymes. Yeah. But a, I, if I was a kid and I saw like saw how Shaquille tall is he? He's like six. Oh, he's seven. Seven. He's, seven he's in the seven range. A, a massive seven foot tall, like muscular. Black yeah, he, guy he's in shape. Up. He's a basketball player. I'm just be. I just be looking up like. Bye. And I just like, well, that's one of the kids does also, that. You're also not a '90s bully, Davy. Okay, <laughs> that was not on purpose, I, and I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for that. That was a that was a what's what do you call it when it's like a typo when I'm you don't hurt. mean to see it, but you say I'm it. hurt, Benson. I apologize, Davy. I don't know, okay. but I like I like Davy as like your '90s bully name. <laughs> yeah, I um, there is a point I want to make though. You said thank you for reminding me, but we'll get to that when that relevant scene comes up that has to do with my name. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah I know what you're saying. Oh yeah. sure. Because we saw it and we saw it. Oh, it's, all, it's worth noting that Jack Bauer uh, was the best boy on this film. <laughs> Jack Bauer uh, took some time between yeah. fighting terrorists to, to work as the best boy grip on I mean, this. a lot of people say he's a good boy, but they called he's him the, the best. best it's a lot like Don they want the best working on Caddyshack 2. When they want so the best what, boy. I, I want to hear some theories on why genies hate the real world. I don't think he does hate the real world. He does material things. He just seemed things. very eager to want to go back in the lamp. I think I, I, I think the answer here is that he did not like Max, and he, he didn't want to spend any time. You really with this think that's it? Kid. What do you think? But uh, you don't think like maybe genies in general don't like the real world. I mean, we, well, we only know of one other confirmed genie that exists in this world, and we never see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. They set up. They, there's a point where they do set up another genie, and we never see him. They set up the Kazam universe. I mean, how? I mean, that, yeah. Well, maybe they're waiting for the sequel. There's a deeper, maybe, maybe there was supposed to be a sequel. Maybe where, they were like, supposed to be. S- where Kobe Bryant was a genie. Spy Kazam. Or, like Spy Jam. Yeah, yeah. 
Or or maybe you know Scottie Pippen was supposed to be a genius. <laughs> oh boy. I feel like more '90s basketball players should have gotten into acting. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> I'll let you put it out. Fair <laughs> enough. You know we got. I mean, Shaq. Shaq's really the only one who had any kind of meaningful career. Dennis right. Rodman was in that movie with Dan Cook, but that was and Michael Jordan was in Space Jam, of course. But then nothing. Dennis really Rodman was in a couple of movies. Yeah, but who know who? I mean, who? Even and remember? I loved him on Celebrity Mole. Okay, we're moving on. It is running. The bullies do hit him with a baseball bat, though, and that's kind of it. Looks like a bat. Genie power. I kept Shaq for some reason. It was like a really quick shot. I'm like, is that a baguette? Like, that would have been even funnier. I like the idea that it might have actually just been 90s yeah. bullies or that goes around menacing boys with baguettes. Ha, ha, ha. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, they they, they We book do it. see some French later in the film. It's true, we do. I like but, French toast. Beku, beku, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the bullies book it. And then uh, Max, like anyone would be, is creeped out by this guy who seems obsessed with following him around, being like, hey, let me grant you wishes, you know? Yeah. That kind of thing. Also, here's another question. If if perhaps I I mean I guess maybe he wasn't convinced uh, that that Kazam was magic at yeah, first mm-hmm. even though like that bat just broke on his arm or whatever yeah. that that's a little convincing to me if you're a twelve year old and you see that you could be like shit I guess seven foot dudes are just that tough okay well, well he did but, he, he did also materialize from a boombox if I mean. he's saying well, but he wasn't looking mm. I mean Max materializes in the classroom later and no one seems to notice no yeah. good point but if 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 a let's uh, or, if a stranger actually, comes here's up, here's a theory. Here's a theory. Okay. So Max materializes in the in the classroom. Uh, Kazam materializes here in in the sort of final fight at the end of the film. You talked about when we watched it how no one is impressed with these mystical powers that Kazam is displaying. Yeah. Maybe magic is just commonplace in this universe <laughs> in the Kazam universe. Wish granting magic is not, but maybe materialization magic is common in this universe, and that's why no one is impressed. Well, maybe just like g- genies are unheard of, but other magic is. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. could be. Because at one point, Kazam says that only the boy can see his magic. Yeah. Well, no, he says he can only let the boy see let his the, magic. Yeah. Well, the so other, maybe the other people aren't even seeing the magic. No, I think they, I think they would if it was there. One mm. thing One thing that, that interests me, though, is they, they also go in. There's a discussion about how, it, of all the things that are fairy tales, it's the yeah. mystical destiny and ethereal wish-granting djinn. Who are the ones that uh, can are actually free are free they and they can make it? But time. but uh, uh, but the material magic people are the ones that are more believable than the. They make a little allusion to well, I didn't think I was going to have a genie, but you know that's still hmm, yeah. hmm evidence, yeah, possible it's true for weird head cannon theory right yeah. there. Okay, but um, if a stranger comes up to you and says you can have a wish, just tell me what it is. Yeah. What's the risk in saying what you want? Yeah, but, I mean, the risk versus honestly, you you would you would you make a wish or you'd say I, I just want this weirdo to stop talking. I don't know. He just he he gave he gave a little bit of proof, and if he is a weirdo and you want him to go away, maybe if you give him what he wants, he'll go away. That's never how you deal with weirdos. Mm-hmm. You do. You, you, hey hey, hey I, I, I didn't know I was doing a podcast with Neville Chamberlain over here. Well, I guess the the one way to be sure is if a weirdo comes up to you and asks you if to make a wish. You you have one in mind. Everybody's got a wish in mind. You, I mean, t- you tell them, to be fair and then to they Max, go, okay, poof, and you have the wish, then you're good. If they say, okay, come with me, then you know not. Yeah, yeah then that's bad. Never, never go to the second location. Yep. Uh, but as, I mean, to be fair to Max, he does make a wish. He wishes for a black jaguar. Uh, yeah, which is Jaguar. X T E. Who knows? X-T-E. We got three. Are you, would you know anything about cars, David? No. We got three non-car guys here, so we can't mm-hmm. remember the it's, exact. He's like, okay, acronym. I want this car, and then Kazam's like, okay, I am Kazam, and he like does a hand motion, which you can't see because this is a podcast. But he does a hand motion, yeah. which he never does for any of his other wishes. <laughs> no, no, but he tries, and then Max. Well, he, is, he does when he when he. Uh, 
The second wish? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, um, Max is not impressed, and he leaves. And then Kazam's like, oh, I thought this was good. And then he does, and then weird 90s CGI kicks in, and his yeah, hands yeah. stretch out, and he disappears in a puff of smoke. It's it's kind of like it's like him <sighs> trying to start the car. It's like the... Ah, there it is. He's rusty after, you know, 5,000 years or whatever. In the lamp. Uh, such a crick in the neck. Uh, so then uh, he's gone. The kids show the bullies show up again. They're gonna fuck him up. He keeps calling for Kazoo, but Kazoo's not his name, so Kazoo doesn't come. Mm-hmm. And uh, gets, uh, and presumably he gets fucked up, but we can't really see it. Yeah, the mom certainly notices. Mom knows right away. Yeah, so he goes home. The mom notices. Hey, you got beat up. This is not cool. You think he'd be like have some broken limbs? I mean, nineties bullies are vicious. Or I mean, blood you know, anywhere? There should have been blood somewhere. Or like I didn't a even black see eye. a mark. Yeah, I didn't see a, a blemish on his face. The a little dirty. I mean, that was. It. <laughs> she's all like, and he's he's mad, and she's mad, and, yeah. and they yell at each other a bunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he storms out, and this is where he actually finds his dad's workplace. Yeah. Oh, he. Well, first he he goes to bed that night, and he's all yeah. depressed, and um, because they am shooting star. Hey, there's some magic on the, yeah. on the shooting. Hear, star. He has um. So they am screaming. Ah! For some reason, the this boy Max is very good at inventing and creating things yeah. out of mechanical science stuff. Yeah, it's not a huge plot point that they touch on. It doesn't factor in too much. That it's, is another classic '90s kid, and even even going into dipping into like the late '80s movies, it, it was not uncommon for a kid to secretly also yeah. be a, a genius inventor. But, but this also like this was it, it's it's a real background note because it's just it informs everything in his room yeah. and everything in his secret hideout. Yeah, but in his room he has like an alarm clock that's set like he pulls a switch and it starts playing rap and a light comes on his his like his ceiling is covered in like fake stars so it's like it's like he's outside but not really so he's like into science stars i had fake stars on my ceiling because of kazam when i was a kid wow it didn't look as good as kazam but i there's another scene later where he has a science textbook in his room that kazam picks up Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it it seems more Mm -hmm. like a you know like a school workbook yeah but it doesn't change the fact that he still got it in his room it could mean something he might have kept it from another class yeah he's got d's and everything except science yeah Killing it in science. Killing it in science. Kid knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So he goes looking for his dad's workplace. He he gains entry because he's just a sneaky little kid. It's a strange looking club. It's got like Arabic, Arabic writing on yeah. the side. Before that, which we learn later why. While he's yeah. walking there, though, before that, he's uh, Kazam is basically stalking him down the street. Yes. And he's, there's some great little sight gags there. Uh, he's and, hiding behind poles and like yeah, behind a newspaper. Are, are the big, the, 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 uh, it's, it's one of the things that works best in this movie is the sight gag. The sight gags yeah. are probably the best part. There's yeah. a, just, it's just there's just something funny. Shaquille, I mean, Shaquille, Shaquille hiding behind not even a newspaper, like a magazine. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. and just and standing, not yeah. even sitting. It's great. It's yeah. it's and it's it's actually pretty funny. I think one thing Shaq does. Actually, I'll give him credit for is he he's got these great facial expressions. Shaq is great throughout this movie. I will say. I mean, I mean, you could other people could say what they want, but I actually think visually he's he's pretty funny. Yeah, he's a funny. He does guy. a good job. He has good presence. Yeah, he's very charismatic. All right, so the club. The yeah. club. Uh, so he's going looking for his dad. They're setting up the club. They're they're clearly getting ready for some kind of big show. Uh, Max reaches out to a to one of the guys carrying some you know big crate or whatever uh and then we get what i wrote down as the gene parmesan moment because uh the the guy the guy with the crate turns around to reveal his face and guess what it's kazam <laughs> that was a good bit too yeah. that was it's kazam that was a great he's got gag. that shack grid and max is just he does like, that like seven more times he's a pizza guy yeah. he's a he's, he's a tutor it works every time yeah every time yeah 
So Max goes and he finds his dad, and his uh, dad is a great a asshole. Yeah, uh, he's a he's a he's produ- a he's producer, a, record exec, that yeah. kind of thing. He's that he's. We were talking about this earlier. If 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 your if your uh, established parent is a firefighter, they're good. If they're like a magazine person a or lawyer. a record person or a lawyer, yeah. they're gonna end up being a nasty nasty character. Yeah, this is how it worked in '90s movies. I mean, really, anyone who wears a suit, I think, is what it comes down. Yeah, to. pretty much. Those damn suits. You know what? And good for good for '90s movies for raising a generation to hate corporations. <laughs> I think that's a. That's a I mean, that really worked out have. for us. I mean, the corporations are all gone now, and uh, we're living in. A, oh, well, no, because wait, we're because it's we're on. still working because we're because you know what the people who were kids in the '80s are in charge now, and ah, the '80s was all about worshiping all corporations. Greed is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. As soon as as soon as us '90s kids get in charge, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna there's gonna be riots in the street. We're gonna burn the corporations to the ground. Good. I'm starting a revolution today on Benview on Shack. Good. Viva la revolucion! <laughs> We're trying to avoid that shadow run future. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so he, he doesn't have the balls to tell him he's his son. Uh, Shaq shows up, or Kazam shows up, excuse me. Just speaking characters' names. Um, and Kazam uh, he figures out that he's his dad and is like, well, why didn't you tell him? What are you, some kind of fucking pussy? <laughs> <laughs> that was a really weird moment in the script. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he yeah. just like, starts berating the kid, and the kid is just weeping. Well, he does Max, berate him later. Uh, yeah. yeah, just a little well, bit. Well, Max leaves, and he's all disappointed, and that's when he goes to his hideout. His fucking rad hideout that every kid in a 90s every, movie's had. Every yeah. 90s movie's kid had some sort of hideout. This is like in some a loft of some abandoned building. Yeah, so no, maybe they're in warehouse. Detroit. Maybe That's this is I like prescient, prescient That's Detroit. That's what I suggested That makes earlier. a lot of sense. You weren't listening, but they filmed in Brooklyn, so I think you were right all along. Huh. Are sure it wasn't Brookline? That's in Massachusetts. It's so still not Detroit. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, we, we, we're both John Hodgman fans. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> But anyway, he goes. It's it's and it's like huge space, insanely and huge. And he's got some Just weird like trash throne with a with a you know like a barca lounger on top. And he flips a switch, and all the and lights start flicking. All the neon lights come on around. He's got him. like he's got like old hotel signs and stuff. If he like, took all that to like a scrapyard, couldn't he make like a ton of money? I mean, probably. He'd probably okay. get ripped off though because he's a kid. That's true. Mm. How would he carry it as well? And maybe this is like some kind of abandoned scrapyard anyway. Yeah, you know, that's what say. true. He has, he has that old, like, beat-up recliner and mm-hmm. other things. But he does have... His, his layout is set up so that he can race around yeah, on his on bike. bike. Uh, uh, him and Kazam are having, like, a like a who's got the bigger dick contest, yeah, and so, so they, they start racing. To, yeah, they start racing, and Kazam is on a comically small bike for a seven-foot-tall man. <laughs> uh, I think then, every bike is a small bike for a seven-foot-tall man. True. Um, uh, but then as the race goes on, uh, the magic starts to come back, and Kazam takes off, starts flying through the room. And every mm. and the oh yeah that that Mortal Kombat like ninety CGI kicks in for the little that bike sequence and it's like you yeah. see it transform it's, and it's like I, I, it's again this is just like a warm blanket to me I and love, this is I love seeing that kind of I CGI know. this is the moment where Max finally believes the that he is a genie legit yeah and, and he so flies Max, around doing his pseudo rap rhyming stuff it's great yeah mm. uh, and so Max wishes for his first real witch which is junk food from here to the, to the sky. sky. Yeah. On that note, I'm going to grab a slice of pizza real quick. David's <laughs> going to grab pizza. We're, we're going to keep it going. Hold on. You can have one. Um, there was, I mean, this is a... I, <laughs> you got it for all of us. Again, this Never is... A, you can have one. Again, this no, is a I'll real say. 90s thing. Of the sort of kids <laughs> worship... Of, work. Kids worship of junk food. Uh, and, you know, I was... Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's, it's it, it wouldn't be inaccurate to say that I'm a, a larger gentleman. I, I, I'm a, a some would say a fat guy, and was a fat kid. But uh, if I had three wishes, my first wish would never be junk food. Me neither. Like that's such a pedestrian wish. No, I've 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 put careful thought into even if I only had one wish, what that wish would be. Yeah, but I dare not say it here because I, it might not come true. 
I have to say, if they wanted to make junk food a big deal for his first wish, they should have made it like his mom doesn't let him eat junk yeah. food. And like, yeah. that's, I think, but that was like a common thing back then was this worship of junk food mm. that, uh, that I think it very much comes from. I don't know who wrote Kazam. Uh, I would I would have to imagine it's like a couple guy like guys in their fifties were like, "Hey, what are kids like? Uh, candy, junk food. That's what they like, right? Hey, wishes from here to the sky." I, I have to imagine that was the thinking <laughs> in, in this wish. Uh, so Kazam grants it, um, and at uh, first it looks like nothing's happening, and then it gets scary because junk food starts raining from the sky. Kazam pulls out an umbrella. Burger. Yeah, Kazam, Kazam, no umbrella for the kid. It's so no, <laughs> it fits both of them. No, it didn't even fit Kazam. <laughs> Um, but it starts raining. If, what, uh, what if that's like part of Kazam's curse? He can only pull out items that are too comically small for himself. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be what? a bummer. Uh-huh. You know, um, I, I, this is one thing I wanted to point out because it starts out, the first things that fall from the sky are like fast food things like burritos, burgers, yeah. uh, french fries. And you gotta, but then everything after that is like wrapped candy and soda. Yeah. And the, the thing that dawned on me is like, as they're slogging around through all this, there's this gross layer of <laughs> like, fast food. of like dirty, disgusting fast food on the floor and on top of it is this layer of you know wrapped stuff that's not gonna go like you're not gonna eat the first fast food that fell mm-hmm. from the sky because it's hit this dirty disgusting floor. yeah why wasn't the fast food even wrapped like why wasn't it in brown bags even because he's still rusty he doesn't have all his magic back and then also i i think it's uh, okay. it's important to okay. note they never come back to this hideout yeah so presumably like a day after the <clears throat> timeline of the movie like uh, new york just had a crazy public sanitation problem because this one warehouse would just be swarmed with rats and bugs and, uh, and all yeah they things. would come for the unwrapped foods the wrapped foods i don't know if they could get into but i don't know if you'd want them after oh, rats, all these rats, can rats. Get into maybe yeah. maybe yeah. maybe off camera um He's like, well, what am I supposed to do with all this? And Kazam oh. did, because Kazam does his little like services for the kid. Yeah. He's probably like, he let me create it. a bag of holding for all of these. <laughs> but let me I got a sequel pitch okay. for oh. for, Kaz- for Kazam too. Oh, here we go. Here we so go. So it's um, Kazam. He's not a genie for a kid this time. What happens is all the, the rats have come to to eat on this food, and they have formed. Are you guys familiar with the concept of a rat king? Yeah. Yep. They have oh. formed the biggest rat king in the history of New York City, and <laughs> only Kazam can fight and defeat this rat king. Because they've eaten the magic candy, so there which is given... Oh. It's a magic rat Kazam king. Kazam yeah. versus the rat Because king. enough rats have banded together, the magic has formed... Yes. Yeah. They're I like, like a they're like idea. a hive mind, right? This Nobody is like for the this is like for the Kazam comic though. This is not oh, this is not good oh, enough for yeah, the yeah. sequel movie. No, this is good enough for the sequel. This movie. is this, this is come on Kazam comic. No, this Please. is Kazam two. This is this is Kazam issue one. Maybe, but I would like to see it because <laughs> which we we will pitch as it will pitch as a movie, but will inevitably be made into a comic. Whoever, yeah, whoever is whoever made Kazam, if you're listening, please give us a call. Call Malcolm Glazer. We want to make this comic. We love Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> um, so anyway, he gives him that. Uh, oh, uh, Mr. Uh, what was it, Mr. Big Bars and or Mr. Oh, Good yeah. Bars? Sure, Mr. Good Bars. Like we Pepsi, were, some more Pepsi, more Pepsi, Pepsi. some M and M's. Like product placement is all over this movie. Yeah, yeah. Except Although I feel food. like there was a wasted opportunity because they started with fast food. If they'd started with logo stuff, they could have. You know, you get clear. You get a clearer shot of the burrito and the hamburger than you ever get of any of his candy. That's why they weren't bagged mm-hmm. because they couldn't do. Uh, I guess no fast food thing wanted to. Sponsor. What I'm saying is, is, is hit him with M and M's first then. Uh, lose yeah. the idea of fast food well because the 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 visual of a burger hitting the ground with a big old splat that's, that's true. that sticks in your brain that's that is called, true and we're that's also, a little bit alarming too because as a kid he's like whoa shit yeah. Yeah. that is worry. I'll, I'll grant you that there were also really prominently stacks of pancakes with syrup like yes. huge stacks yeah. of pancakes that fell from the sky and the kid's like 
so where's the hot chocolate? And Kazam's just like, oi, they. Yeah, Kazam's frustrated. Kazam's annoyed. But uh, something, whatever has transpired in Max's heart here has embiggled him to the point where he is now going to go tell his dad who he is. Well, so, it's because he has a genie to back him up. He, reali- he realizes that if he doesn't grant his other two wishes, he just has he just keeps Kazam around. Oh yeah, we have that montage first of, of him of Kazam sort of pranking him because he <laughs> wants to, he wants to grant the wishes, but uh, Max wants to hold on to him. Which, right, that's after moment, he grants the first wish. Yeah, that's what right. that's where we are now. Uh, and uh, I there was a moment here that I misremembered my entire life because I haven't seen it since I was a little kid. I remember Max wishing for pudding, and then Kazam just gives him loose pudding in his pocket, which I think is a great joke. Mm-hmm. But it's not actually in the movie. That was me misremembering the moment where Kazam, as a prank, puts his gum into Max's pocket. Mm-hmm. It's really gross. It's very gross looking. Uh, so his pants fall down too. Well, that's Kazam's pants. Kazam's pants because he doesn't know how to work human clothes. Yep. Um, Apparently not, even though he's existed for well, I just ten thousand years. That's haven't. that's a joke on how impractical those half-worn pants are. Oh yeah, that's right. Perhaps. So uh, he says, "Hey, check it. We're going to see my dad yep. right now." So he goes to see his dad, and his dad's like, "Who is this kid? What a, what a piece of garbage!" And everyone in the room immediately starts laughing at this kid who's wandering in. They're like, vicious. They're, they are so on board. For an adult mocking a child, mm-hmm. and they're, they're and maybe it's, maybe adult, it's either because they're bad people in general or they're just followers. Which, they're they're which, pirates. Uh, Nick is the ba- boss, so they they do whatever. I he think wants. yeah, I think they're afraid of him. Yeah, uh, but then he says, "Hey, I'm 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 Max Connors. I'm your your son." Immediate character 180. Oh, it's my son. Hey guys, it's my it's son. My son. And they, and, and they applaud. With it. They applaud. Everyone yeah. applauds for his son. So they. they, they yeah, go ahead. No, I just also think it's weird. He says, my name's Max, and it, there's no recognition. Like, I had a son named Max. Like, wouldn't you think that? If that, someone said a name a, that you knew? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had a son about 12 years ago named Max. Huh. And you look like you might be about 12. Weird. Get out of here, you shithead. Yeah. <laughs> well, meanwhile, while this is all happening, Kazam has gone and started messing with, like, a like a, a mix board or yeah. something. And he's, get, you know, gelling out some fat beats. And mm-hmm. and yeah. this guy comes and grinds a cigarette down. This intimidating-looking dude puts a cigarette out in his hand and is yeah. like, this is not the place to play around or something Unless like that. Unless you want to play. And that's when he puts it. He became Russian in my version. <laughs> Russ, he puts the cigarette out. I think he's supposed like, to Hey, be- this cigarette in my hand. Oh, was, was that a good what, what imp- impression? That? I don't know. He's supposed to be... Impression. He's supposed to be like vaguely Middle Eastern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone little, here is. He looks a little bit like uh, professional wrestler Roman Reigns, but uh, not not nearly as muscly. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just we should. Pro- I was just like, ah, oh, but what's Kazam doing during all this while he's, the kid is being mercilessly mocked and yeah. then applauded by everybody? Kazam's just dicking around. With he's the just, just dicking around with the turntable. Kazam's trying to find his passion. I mean, well, he doesn't know that yet, but he's on the verge. Um, what happens next? Why did I write great eyes? Great. I wrote down Mr. Moloch, but he I think he's a little later even. Yeah. Oh, you know what? The scene immediately after that because he puts uh Mac, uh you know uh Nick who is uh, Max's dad yeah. puts some music on and who arrives with pizza unexpectedly cuz like hey where's the pizza? Like I order pizza immediately for my kid. Here comes in comes Kazam dressed as a pizza guy and he's got all this pizza. Doesn't he just call it like hey I'm here from Zam Pizza? Yeah. Zam um, Pizza. Uh, before that, I wrote down. So it must be before that where we first learn of the piracy scheme going mm-hmm. on, which is that uh, Malik. We, we kind of see it through a doorway. Malik, um, he he wants to. They're they're going to record this amazing live show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malik is going to create a recording that they will then sell as bootleg uh, on the streets and not have to split the money with the record company. Wait, that's not Malik's plan. It's the that's Nick's plan. Oh, but he's he's pitching it to Malik. 
He's no, he's he's beating he's beating up the guy right below him, like in the in the hierarchy. It's ultimately Malik's plan because Malik's the one who wants to tape it. When did it. when did this? Malik wants to tape for the legitimate purpose. No, Malik wants to tape to to bootleg it. Ah, who cares? So anyway, <laughs> this didn't. But this didn't happen until a little later, though. Well, because like, the son no, catches the, we, we the first, dad. We first, learn of it here because I wrote it down before Great Eyes. No, the son catches the dad having a conversation with the other guy about the piracy scheme, and well, the other guy the says, pizza, "Yeah, I, but that's, I just didn't that's, have a note that's the after they come back for the concert later, because Max goes like to go see his dad, and that's when this happens. So we have this moment where they they're bonding, and then yeah. something happens between there and when they come back later that night, and I think Max, it's Max going home." And being confronted by Yeah, Max goes parents. home and his, and his mom is like, where have you been? No, but Max has to learn about the piracy scheme because th- then that's when he pitches stealing the tape to his shitty friends. That's true. No, well, he pitches, the, he pitches stealing the tape to his shitty friends right after he leaves the club at the back and he, they're in line to get into the club. Remember? No. Well, that's what happened. Okay. I think Trust we're all a little one. out of order, but, yeah. but let's just, we'll, okay. we'll just move you on. Know, I'm just going through my note. I have great eyes. I don't know what that means. Uh... <laughs> Well, you don't. Do you think it was pertaining to one of the lady singers or no? no obviously not. So. You're like obviously not. <laughs> I think so. Well, uh, let me let me see if Why I can. What did I write? I, great eyes. Are you sure that's what it says? It might say great. I mean, uh, take a look there. It's 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 right there. Uh, it's uh, you know who who can say why I wrote that down. But. <laughs> Uh, we're examining the notes right now. Right. What's that next note? Shaq going through the room because that's when Shaq is going through his room, screwing around with stuff. That's my next note. Oh, okay. So that's right before then. That's no, no. weird. I the don't Great know. Eyes is right before. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm trying to figure out the placement in the film of Great Eyes, but I don't. <laughs> All right. Well, let me, can't let me, even. I mean, I've got Mr. Malik before we get to the. Well, I didn't have any notes about Mr. Malik. In the room. So let's talk about Mr. Malik. Oh so, yeah. Well, well, well. First, first <clears> of all. Yeah. First of all. Yeah. And I think I, I think I got this. He goes. He goes back and has a little spat with his mom mm. and then goes he's, he mentions he's grounded and he goes to his room and Kazam is floating in the stars on the right. ceiling yeah remember and he's like oh what's that all about and he's just like Max is like no one cares about me this is starts it's like he doesn't understand that only it's it's only about my dad and he, yeah, he lied to, to me about my dad, dad. I want to yeah. get a I'm going to be form a band I'm going to yeah. be cool with my dad and look I even got these two passes which is really nice of him to get a pass for Kazam I yeah. commented on that like yeah. Kazam could probably just get himself in as he's proven but he's got a pass he's like I'm going to get Kazam in too so uh, <laughs> so they go to the club yes and that's the passes uh, when they go to the club with the passes that's when Kazam uh, raps he, he raps he gets called onto stage by the the female group. Oh, maybe that's why I wrote Kazam rap here. Yeah. I'm finding my place in the notes, guys. There this you go. Exciting. See, I helped you. Yeah, thank you. You're and welcome. And then we discover the anti-piracy scheme, or the piracy scheme. Right. Which suggests that this is an anti-piracy movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but but first, let's talk about Kazam's rapping first. I, and well, I he gets called on stage by one, one of, the, of the ladies. One of the ladies in the... Well, who, I believe the lead is called Debrat. 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 Yeah. Uh, the rest of them, there's Asia Moon. Am I getting that right? No, Asia Moon is the lady who hooks up with Kazam at the end, but she's not oh actually God. one of the rappers. Sorry for kicking the table. I thought she was... Like, Look at this tall, she... sexy guy. No, she's like a she's like a Mr. Malik's. Like She works for him. Oh, you're right. You're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. I um, thought she did a little singing, but you're right. But they're all like, Look at this tall, sexy guy. Let's see if you can rap. Um, and he doesn't want to do it, but Max is like, you gotta do it, man. They already don't like you. you gotta, what are you gonna do about it? Is what when, he yeah, he's got, Max is full of these great, like, quips and one-liners. Max is, yeah. Max he's just is, tossing them out like nuts. Max is, Max is a personification of the 90s. Oh, yeah, there were two much. one-liners, though, that I wanted to mention that were kind of Max and Poochie. Scenes. They're the 90s. 
when when Max's mom is mad at him in the first scene, he says, "Who put a squirrel in your shorts?" Ah, <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Um, and then when when Kazam first shows up, he says, "You want to pull the wool over somebody's eyes? Go get a sheep." Yeah, good. Uh, a lot of good, good stuff good. there. But he says, "You know, they already don't like you. What are you gonna do about it?" So Kazam raps and he does a cool trick with the boombox, blatantly breaking genie law, showing people his magic. I well, he probably he, thinks, "Ah, sparks, whatever." Yeah. And then. One of the pieces of gold dust from his sparks lands on the table where Mr. Malik is eating with Asia Moon. No, with a date. She's yeah, like, she's some, some, it's she's some blonde lady. Some yeah. bubbly blonde lady. She kind of sounds like Harley Quinn. She's like, wow, Mr. Malik. Yeah, wow, Mr. M. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's that you got on the table? <laughs> and he's trying to grab it, and it's uh, bouncing out of his hands. Yeah. And he, he, he finally grabs it. Turns his hand over, it's gone. Yeah, and he's like, Ooh. so he knows. He knows something magic's going on. Got me some magic. And of course, he, he would t- know because yeah. he's also a Middle Eastern dude, so he would know. Of course, thing about he speaks foreign, just like <laughs> Kazam. <laughs> That's the language they speak in this movie. We, we had subtitles foreign. on while we were watching this, and uh, every time they would say something in another language, just say foreign. There's also a very clear moment where Malik says something in this language. Kazam understands it, and then they make a very yeah, he goes, point. Ah, you speak. <laughs> and he, didn't, he never finishes. He never the sentence. finished the sentence. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then Malik says he gets he calls over Asia Moon or whatever her last name is. Daphne, Daphne's cousin. <laughs> and he says, uh, "You gotta go. You gotta find out what's up with this Kazam guy. Something's going on." Hmm. I know. Uh, you know secrets. You own secrets. You own the person. <laughs> <laughs> right. I remember that when that subplot started. It was like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, w- during. Uh, meanwhile, uh, while. Malik is and and Asia are getting uh, Kazam into the limo and offering him goat eyes. Yeah, to eat. Which Malik is just eating up. He's just like, oh, nom, yeah. nom. Don't look down on Kazam if you will not also look down on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Is what I'm going to say about the goat eyes. Oh no, I don't look down on either of them. <laughs> I'm right there with them. Yeah. Well, while this is happening, this is when they have that moment where. Uh, Nick proves he's a terrible dad because he's yelling at some dude about piracy. Yeah. And then his kid comes up like, he's just like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Choose a you kid off. shitty, shitty kid. <laughs> Let me beat up this got, guy. He's got great eyes when he does it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the explanation. I don't know why. And then he, still... he's all dejected and he leaves the club and then he bumps into those bullies again and they're like making fun of him. He's like, dude, I could get you a tape from this concert. And they're like, really? Are you sure? You better not be lying. He's like, yeah, come with me. Yeah. And that's when Kazam is doing his thing. Yeah, I I'm, I I feel like I'm stealing your thunder here, Benson. It's cool. I'm sorry, I'm just. This that, is how I remember the plot flow. Do they going. do they immediately lay siege on the venue, or is there there another scene where he goes back home and his mom's like, "Where'd you been?" No, I think they immediately. I think lay they immediately siege. lay siege because okay. I think between there, there's the bit where Malik gets. Uh, Kazam into the ta- into right, the, right. Into the limo because they show that they're separated. Yeah, and that's when Max gets into trouble. They yeah. follow a truck because Kazam doesn't know about the heist. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's ignorant to the heist, and then we see that there's like an illegal piracy warehouse yeah. in the back of this club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, they, cases and cases of stolen tapes. Tapes. Yeah. Tapes. 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 So the kid, they fight so the guys. Tapes. They take the tape. Uh, yeah, these kids beat the beat the shit. Yeah, out little Eminem leads <laughs> yeah. the charge. This yeah. poor guy. Yeah, little Eminem. This is this poor guy. He's like, they go like Nick and the others get in the elevator, and he's like, "Hey, we'll be up." They're like, "We'll come back down for the tape." He's like, "What am I supposed to do?" Like, they just close the loading dock. He's yeah. like, uh, "So he's all by himself down there." So of course, it's the perfect opportunity for a bunch of fucking '90s bullies to, yeah. to to just beat the shit out of him and take his tape. Like it's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then uh, the guy who put the cigarette in his hand earlier, he uh, he comes he comes to bust him up, but they get away. Uh, Max hides under the ground. Yeah, it's basically. A real weird shot. Yeah, that was a weird shot. Like, what yeah. is that? Is that like a well? There's raised? 
there's a, a ramp for loading trucks. Yeah. He's under that ramp. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So he gets away. Everyone gets away. Now is the scene where Kazam shows up in the room and is doing bits, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he oh, so many good bits. He, so many good bits. Because the first thing you see is you see Max in bed and he's asleep yeah. and it's like, okay. Oh, yeah, he's had a Kazam is in bed with him. Yes. Yeah, and he... he the first thing he does, he puts a hand over Max's sleeping face, his giant ass. Yeah, which hand. is a, which is a fun visual gag. Is, yes, Shaq's insane giant yeah. hand completely and, engulfing a, another human's face. And, it's and, something you'd see in a cartoon. Yeah, and Max, it's, it, it's, it kind of hits that same center of your brain, like when you see the under the giant's hand holding the beer can, like that <laughs> famous picture on the internet. It just kind of triggers that same, like, whoa, that's a big hand. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and Max calls him a pervert. Yeah, he says what we're all thinking. <laughs> to be fair, a little, probably a little overdue, <laughs> calling him a pervert. Uh-huh. <laughs> Considering he was fall, he's been following Max around earlier in the movie with this big weirdo grin on his face. Yeah, uh, and then and then uh, Max, uh, he's you know he's a little he's a little out of it because he's just pulled this heist and he's kind of stressed out. Kazam mm. uh, is severely out of it though because he's been out was, drinking all night out, well, with allegedly. Mr. Malik. <laughs> he's been partying. I think he's just high on life, guys. Maybe he is. I think he's just partier. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he and so he goes around the room doing bits, all of which are delightful. Yeah. He uh, he finds a gorilla mask, puts it on, and then what's the bit before the gorilla mask? Kong there's a bit the before plane. the gorilla mask. Yeah, there's a bit uh, before it. Uh, uh it was funny. Remember. Whatever it is, it's fantastic because he puts yeah. on the gorilla mask. He pretends he's King Kong. Yeah. He puts because on there's a, a plane. And then he puts on a sombrero. He, something. It's, it's not that big, but it's a it's a it's a comical hat. Yeah. Uh, and then he. Uh, Max tells him he smells like a hippopotamus's butt. Because uh, Sam realizes that he is right, and so he he, he t- starts taking a shower in the well, room. Well, he does. He does the classic. Magic. I feel like this is a classic '90s thing where yeah. where you smell your armpit and then you make a face and you go, "Damn, yeah, damn." Yeah. Yeah. Like that was a weird classic '90s thing. That was in a, a, a Jackie Chan film in the '90s where mm-hmm. where he someone says "damn" in that exact same manner. Yeah, it's nice. You know, uh, the shower is also it's the classic comedy shower situation where he's got like a big loop. It's like he's stick. Bugs Bunny. He's got a, it's insane. Yeah. He's, he's got, got a shower cap. cap on even though he's bald yeah <laughs> they, they even show an establishing shot of his feet to show that none of the water is just hitting the, the floor, floor. He's he's instantly and, he's, and he's got a uh is it a towel or is it like a mini curtain it's a, it's a, mini, curtain. Curtain. It's a, shower a curtain. mini curtain around him yeah. so that <laughs> so you know don't see his dick yeah <laughs> i'll call it out uh, <laughs> and then and then his mom says uh, max's mom says we i made french toast and he says oh raison français beku bake i i like beku 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 is that like a all right, all right, all right for you uh, now? Be- <laughs> kind of. Uh, Beku, of course, means a lot. Uh-huh. His pronunciation is not on here, but uh, he's saying I do like you think, a lot, a lot, a lot. Do you think uh, if French Kel from Keenan and Kel loved orange soda, he would say, Beku, 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 Probably. I want to see French Kel get up with uh, the French comedian character Keen Compson did on SNL. That'd be a fun combo. Zutalor! Dance, Nope. Keenan so, Thompson also played a French character on all that, though. That's yes, true. Yeah. that's true. Yeah, Keenan Thompson's killing it with the French comedy. No kidding. Better than actual French comedians. Yeah, I said it. Because the French don't know comedy. They like Jerry Lewis. They like Jar Jar Binks. They're terrible. Do they actually like Jar Jar Binks, yes. or is that like one of those weird rumors, like Germans and uh, Hoff Hoffel Hairful Hoff? Saying Havelhoff. That's Havelhoff. Hasselhoff. I have a speech impediment. Waffle <laughs> House? Say, Waffle House, yes, thank you. Germans do so, love David Hasselhoff. I thought that was a rumor. No, it's true. He performed He performed when the Berlin Wall came down. He well, got that I think I performed spot. when the Berlin Wall yeah, came down. The point down. is, he was the one I invited, like the historic moment in German history. Who do we get? Gotta be Hasselhoff. <laughs> 
So. All right. So he also does uh, a ridiculous thing with towels where they're cleaning out his ears and they form like giant Dumbo ears ears or dog ears. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. That was fun. This is great. It's great physical humor. here. But then he goes downstairs with Max. Yeah. And scares the mom. Yep. I feel like you have a lot of notes here. Uh, I got some notes here. He, he, well, he scares them up, and he's he sort of, this is Shaq sort of predicting the Normcore movement in which he is dressed, he, he's, you know, he's got a suit and glasses and a briefcase, and he's trying very hard can to look normal. Can I posit a different idea, and maybe What's this that? is a bit controversial. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, but this ties in with his name and how he explains his name. Uh, could he's he... going for a Nation of Islam thing? Oh, yes. Why didn't you say that? You went for the joke bit. This is the real bit. I think that's what he's going for. The Nation of Islam thing. Yeah. Because I mean, he also, up. he says his name is Jefferson Allenworth Lamb. Yeah. Jefferson for the man who signed our constitution. Allenworth for, for the me. man who established a community for free blacks. Mm-hmm. And Lamb because I love eating lamb. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which that's a, that's a Nation of Islam thing, picking a new name. Yeah. Just but saying. it's, a, it's an, a usually picking, Just saying. picking an Islamic name. You wouldn't go with Jefferson. You'd go with... You know. Well, you already had an, uh, a fake Islamic name. <laughs> you had a foreign name. So Let's put it that works. way. So if you already have a, 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 an Islamic name, when you convert to Islam, you have to switch to a... a that's how it worked for Kazam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kazam anyway. is already a pretty... Well, anyway, never mind. He, Why are no celebrity couples naming their children Kazam? I don't know. That's what I want to know. He introduced himself as Max's tutor is the point. Yeah. Yeah. And he decides to stay for breakfast, which seems to make Max's mom pretty happy, you know, because she wanted him to get a tutor earlier. That was she's the like, thing. oh, well, maybe you were. That's what you were out doing last night, getting a tutor. Yeah, that's you were out being tutored instead of partying. There's a little, there's a little sight gag though when his he mentions he's a tutor, and she turns around and looks at Max and goes, "A tutor." And while her back is turned, he holds up one of his like <laughs> the picture of him with the mullet. Yeah, and just grids like, like sticks his tongue out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that a, that's is a great. great that's the gag before the gorilla mask. He yawns and his tongue is out, and then he touches the oh the the like the picture of like a bear, the picture of a tiger, a bear that, that in the same way. Is. Yes, that is a good bit. <laughs> that is such a good that bit. That is a good bit. <laughs> okay, uh, glad we solved that. There, I'm. I'm I'm still trying to figure out why I wrote great eyes. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> We're gonna have to rewatch just that that great ten minutes eyes. between those two notes. I know. Um, but anyway, so she's making uh, chocolate and peanut butter French toast. It looks amazing. Oh my god, that sounds so good. Uh, um, it really hit. Oh, I was. Kazam uses his Kazam magic to turn them into French toast boats, which fly through the room. Uh, and, it, and while the mother's back is turned, or yeah, she's yeah. turning over to get something in the oven, and it which looks like it's make gonna a lot hit her in the butt. Like they're zooming towards her butt, and then it pulls up at the last moment and uh-huh. it just flies up the small of her back. Um, and they're, they're flying around the room in a sort of Star Wars parody situation. Yeah, the music matches kind yeah, of a yeah. Star Wars scene. Uh, three of them rush into Kazam's mouth at one time, hmm. and he's trying to make a fourth go into Max's mouth. Max doesn't want Max him. is doing the classic kid thing where he's not going to eat. Yeah. That's like a weird... Isn't that weird? Especially because yeah. he's 12. I, mean, I just feel like I never had a moment where I was like, I refuse to eat because well, I'm a was, grumpy he was, kid. He, butter, well, he, he was trying to spite his mom, and she she made him the food. It was his favorite food, and so to spite her, he wasn't going to eat. Food well, was always more important to me than spite. <laughs> Why did, I saw it more as the fact that he didn't want a giant whole thing of French toast to fly in his mouth and down his throat at once because he would choke because he's human, unlike Kazam. Yeah, but Kazam can make him magically not. But he also didn't even want to sit down to breakfast. Yeah, he's not initially, even though it was peanut butter French toast. No Peanut butter chocolate French toast. Like... I, I don't care who you are. I don't care how angry you are. You're going to eat that fucking peanut butter chocolate French yes, toast. That's true. Ungrateful little with shit. With orange juice, though. That's where it runs into some problems with me. That is not uh, a good flavor combo. Yeah. Chocolate and orange juice. You got to do milk or, yeah, milk or another fruit juice. You've got cho- No, not even another fruit juice. You've got chocolate and peanut butter in this. If you're drinking anything but milk, you're a fucking idiot. Can I just mention that there was product placement for Jif in that scene, there too? Was. You see it sitting clear as day on the it's, table. It's clear that Max's <laughs> mom was a choosy mom. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, so anyway, some, Max has to yell somehow so that he opens his mouth what? and the punch oh. goes in there. And he swallows it whole because Kazam doesn't want to kill his charge. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then him and Kazam go and so, still don't go to school, even though they've got this tutor cover. Uh, he goes into some weird alley. Yeah, Kazam never actually makes him go to school. No. He never he never even encourages going to school, well, except for the one... supposed to go to school? There's the one moment where he's angry and he teleports him there that we talked about a little earlier. That's true. That's But that's later. We get This is actually a very important scene we're about to talk about. It's true. Um, so they they have what kind of starts as a rap battle, but then turns into them rapping together as friends. Yeah. Where uh, Kazam wants to go to the show. He says, uh, you told me to do it. And he says, but what are you going to rap about? And then Kazam suddenly has doubts. Uh, and so then they start rapping. He has to school him on what 90s people know about rapping. Yeah. yeah. And then they, they they rap, and it turns out that the rap is about uh, Kazam's origin, how he became a genie. Which yeah. is interesting. So let me see. Let's see if we can pull apart the story. And I would from, just like to say this. for the record, I think this is a great song. I love it. I, it's, I it's, enjoy it not ironically. Uh, I think it's a lot I'm of fun. I'm all down for arabesque rapping. Yeah. Like, it was, so there's like, apparently, uh, Kazam and his friend Haber yes. yeah. are spying on some women bathing nude in the Euphrates. Yep. Yeah. And because they decide to go take a dip with them, mm-hmm. um, like the local like sultan gets mad at them mm-hmm. because I guess they're his mm-hmm. uh, his concubines or something. The man with the lock and key and sword. Yeah, yeah. That's so what they he calls get them. they get buried up to their necks in sand in a desert somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're gonna die. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then suddenly they look up and they see they described as a man with a halo, a halo, yeah. and some other object. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. So either an angel or probably an angel maybe a halo and great eyes maybe. maybe who can say they and they do this all with you know like uh they do this all with that you know montage kind of thing where they're using the stuff around them to represent the story like there's a sandbox i'm th- I thinking they're in some sort of like inner city playground kind of mm-hmm. yeah. you know the kind that they build out of recycled stuff yeah so it's kind of cool and then like um they're like sitting in the sandbox like talking about this and um instead of dying in the desert the angel offers to let them become genies mm-hmm. so they do yeah we never see Haber again. Well, in fact, maybe we even the argument could be made that Haber doesn't agree to become the genie because it, I believe the line goes something like, he looks over to Haber mm-hmm. and nods, but Haber doesn't. I don't think, I don't well, know if Haber gives a similar, uh, like, I agree with this. So maybe Haber well, chose to die. Haber chose honorable death over in, <laughs> servitude in, in, in d- indentured servitude. Yeah. yeah huh. But well, here's the interesting thing, though. I, I, don't, I didn't get that impression because. He said, "We're genies." Oh, we're, we're genies. genies. You're right. He does say so that. Was, that was exists. Oh, that's true. No, but he's well, no. He's referring to. He's still telling the story of him and Herbert. He said, they're "Like we agreed and we're genies." I'm so somewhere curious. out there, he said, "We genies." By the we way, genies. okay, whatever. <laughs> what? But here's. But the thing is, Herbert is still out there somewhere as a genie. Presumably. Possibly. I mean, maybe he. Maybe he shows up. Maybe or, he shows up as a late in the game ally of the Rat King. Oh, there we go. And that's the controversy. There we go. We get no, like you, genie we get we get genie or maybe Herber is Jin. Maybe Herber became a Jin before Kazam did. Oh, it's a real it's a Goku Vegeta situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, why he never saw him again. Yeah. <coughs> uh, and also, after this rap battle, we get the explanation of what a jinn is, uh, uh, according to the, the rule of, uh, of this Kazam. Film. Yeah. Which is that a jinn is someone who can, who can grant ethereal wishes and who is therefore for Whereas genies can only grant material wishes. Greens can grant material wishes and are in servitude. I did a party pick there. Jin, jin are free like the wind. I mean, jin are, I think, classically air spirits yeah. in mythology. So yeah. they float around, they do what they want, and they can they grant people stuff on whims, generally. Mm-hmm. Usually ethereal desires, like making someone fall in love with you or telling you your destiny or things like yeah. that. Uh, or cursing you if they're fickle. It's you true. Know. And then Kazam has to ditch the kid. 
because he got a date with Asia Moon. Uh-huh. Which is probably not her last name. I cannot remember her last I'm name. I'm certain it's Moon. It, if it? not, it's Song. It's It was something dumb. I knew that much. I'll, I'll look it up while we talk. Yeah. But he's on a date with him. The note I wrote down here was Smooth Shack because he does the classic Smooth Shack thing, which he does, and you'll, you'll notice it in his Gold Bond commercials. He, I believe he does it at some point in Grumps, too, where he says something, and then he gives that Smooth Shack smile. <laughs> yeah. And who, who could not fall in love with Shaquille O'Neal when, when you're on the receiving end of that smile? Oh, but is we, what I posit to you. We do get a bit of exposition, though. Meanwhile, that Nick's. Oh, uh, wait a Max. minute. Our, yeah, because Max. Max needs help. He's getting chased by the bullies again for some reason. Oh no! What happened or was someone. he's at school. He's at school just doing this thing, and then the bullies come up and they're like, "Hey, you know, we were that was pretty impressive what you managed to do." So listen. Oh yeah, we this have is this where Kazam magically sends him back to school. No, 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 oh. no, no. It's that's later because that's, that's after later. he that's after he gives him back the tape. Oh, so he yeah. just goes back. The bullies, yeah, he goes yeah, back. Right, he right, he right, eventually right. sometimes goes to school. Yeah. So yeah. the bullies find him and they say, "We want you to to, to barter for the money for the tape because yes. if you do, it is Asia Moon." I was right. I he, said Asia Moon. No, I said Asia Moon in the first place, and then and then I wasn't sure about it. And then you said, "No, it is." Hmm. Who can say? <laughs> you know, everybody listening to this can all obviously scroll back. Answers on a postcard. Ben Buon Spielberg at gmail.com. I feel like I said still, Asia Moon still first. Spielberg in the email, even though the show is now about Shaq. Like, comment, favorite, share. Oh, wait, that's YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, they, they want him to be the, the go-between go between. between them and, and his dad for negotiating the price for this tape. And that's where he goes and he sees his dad being beat up for losing the tape. Yeah, and right. Then, and then by Mr. Malik. Like yeah. they're 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 seriously threatening to kill him if he doesn't get the tape yeah. back. Cuz it was worth a million dollars. So that's when Max wants to make the wish to Doesn't he try and wish he wants to, to change get the tape back? Doesn't he try and wish to change his dad's fate first that's and then later. he wishes for the tape back? I think that's Oh, maybe. He's always no, trying he to does, change his does, dad's fate. He does the yeah. tape first. He but like, he, I mean, I think he might offhand try to like, change his dad's fate. No, okay, then the tape back. I think because he, he, might go, he, starts like yelling, he starts yelling for Kazam. I remember that. Yeah, and then Kazam is ignoring Oh, Kazam's having a great, a great a lunch with, uh, with Asia Moon. Asia Moon. Which I yeah. said first. He's talking about Asia how Moon he's, song. <laughs> he's talking about how he's been to... Uh, oh, yeah. We, we, yeah, we cut mid-story to him saying Paul Revere had no horse, so he needed a wish. Yeah, so he wished for the fastest horse, and you know what? I did it. We also didn't mention back in their like sort of buddy buddy discussion, and I wanted to bring this up because I thought it was a good bit. How apparently uh, Shaq caused Pompeii, yeah, the Pompeii destruction, mm-hmm. yeah, which is really creepy. Which he doesn't feel good about, but he's bound. He but he was he was buried in ash for three hundred something years. Yeah. And what do you think benefits by bom- Pompeii going off? What was Pompeii's biggest competitor? Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> you know what's f- creepy about that though? The only reason I was like, oh, you know, that's interesting. I've been to the uh, the Pompeii exhibit that they have at the um uh, california science center oh yeah and you they have like the actual like casts like the the imprint molds where people were like pyroclastically (laughs) frozen in place there was a boom box one of them looks like Shaq. one of them looks like karen gillen one of them looks like peter capaldi (laughs) no they survived did they i can't remember yeah they all survived they survived karen gillen didn't survive peter capaldi did but karen gillen was one of the soothsayers I thought she was the daughter of, of Peter Capaldi. No, no Karen Gillan was, was one of the sisters. Oh, she was right. one of the cult. She was just one of those randos. Sisters of Fire or mm. whatever. She died. Mm. So one of them did look like Karen Gillan. I thought maybe you were spoiling a, f- a weird future thing because I never finished the most recent season. <laughs> I hope, well, they all look kind of vaguely... Like Shaq and Karen Gillan. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. They were all bald. Oh. I mean, that just kind of happens when lava hits you. <laughs> well, Karen Gillan was bald at one point when she, she was, was playing... Uh, uh, Nebula. Nebula. Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Oh, <laughs> God damn it. We triggered it again. Hooked on a feeling. I'm high on believing that you're in love with me. At least I th- I'm hooked on a feeling. So Mr. Malik is beating up Nick. Yeah, right. And uh, Max is like, shit, I need the tape. And he says, Kazam. And then he appears in Kazam's water. Yeah, That's which is right. weird. After Asia has left. And then he says, Kazam, get me that tape. And then Kazam says, I know you and your shithead friends. Up your wife just now. Ah, she's fine. <laughs> she came out for pizza earlier. Um. Anyway, so Kazam, so Max wants the tape, uh, and and Kazam says, "Well, shit, we don't need magic to do that. I'll just take you to the office." Yeah, he tries to find it. Uh, and here's an instrument where they're 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 both being dishonest and shitty to each other. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that here's when Max kind of turns on Kazam and says, "Hey, you're not my friend. You're my genie." And uh, that hurts. That's hurt. It hurts Kazam, but also Kazam is definitely stalling on the wishes because he wants to pursue his rap career. Yeah. So and it, 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 it's, you know, you, you, you can say that it's just the psych gags and the one-liners that Max says that are good in this movie, but I'll tell you, there's some honest-to-God good drama in this moment of them both having their own kind of secret motivations and hurting each other. No, it's like, it's, you, you see it, like, you know, you think it's, like, you'd think Max would come clean, but he doesn't, because he doesn't want to be, like, a thing. He's just like, I, don't, I didn't do anything wrong. I yeah. Just, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to cop to it. So Kazam goes into tape. sad face mode. He's just like, "You wish is my command." Snap! They're in the uh, they're in the building, and he's like, "The tape's not here," and he won't tell him why the tape isn't there. Well, that that was before he granted the wish, right? But then he's like, oh, "Okay," and he slams the boombox, and out pops the uh, tape. the tape. Yeah, and, uh, and then he's like, "Oh, let me help you, master!" And then that's when he gets blasted to school. Back to school, yeah. In the middle Which- of. A geography be- much like be- martin dangerfield he gets blasted back to school and then the only reason why the bad guys even fully aren't are aware of the magic is because kazam took them back to the bad guy lair yeah, before granting the wish because yeah. on their security footage they, they saw, saw them appearing appear. magic happening yeah and then disappearing yes yep. so um, so kazam done goofed. screwed himself up yep uh, if you would have just granted that wish right there in that restaurant, yeah. no one would have known because no one can see magic in that restaurant. No, no one would have died. But uh, so he's back in school. Uh, Max saves it, but he makes some classic joke. The, all the kids laugh again. Max is super cool. Well, when he turns, man. he turns around and uh, oh yeah, he's the teacher's yeah. asking what country. You you unit stand unit cam stand the man in the stand detention yeah. bits. Yeah. detention stand yeah. So he gets attention. He goes to detention. He goes to the detention stand. Uh, yeah, uh, and then after after detention, who who shows up? But but old, old, old Nick Mateo. And Nick Mateo's like, I need to talk to you. Get in my car. And you're, yeah. and I'm just sitting there. Now this is this is an interesting part of the movie. This is where things gets really heavy. Well, I mean, most '90s movies usually culminate in a kid getting kidnapped. Yeah, but this is even it's also films. weird. It's also like weird and scarier because we've already seen this guy like beat the shit out of someone, and also he's involved in illegal stuff. And but, he but again, care about that his is kind of much. the '90s permission. Do you remember the movie First Kid? I mean, with no. Sinbad is what you're talking about. Yeah, First Kid was this awesome movie with Sinbad, where Sinbad was a member of the Secret Service. I have a hard time the the, fir- I, the the president's son. Now, 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 hold up, hold up. I have a hard time putting awesome movie and Sinbad in the same sentence. Oh, well, sentence. you gotta watch First Kid, sir. Uh, so, so uh, Sinbad kind of, he teaches the first kid how to be cool and how, like, how to get girls and stuff. 
Uh, and then at the end of the movie, the guy who was the Secret Service agent assigned to the kid before Sinbad comes back and kidnaps him and takes him to a mall and has like a gun to his head. It gets real dark at the end. Well, and I think that that was definitely a, a thing in, in 90s movies was at some point this kid is probably going to have his life in peril at, at the hands of a kidnapper. Well, the thing is we kind of know his life's not in peril, but his mom shows up at the same time essentially sees his father yeah. kidnapping him and that's terrifying i was trying to i was thinking from the mom's perspective like holy shit yeah you know and she tries to stop like, get out of the car you but, don't want to be with you don't have any. and she's like and they're yelling at each other and she's like get away from me and max chooses to stay and that's the most heartbreaking thing of all yeah and then his dad yells at him a bunch about uh, how he's in his friends he saw the security he they they're the ones who broke in and took the tape uh so so then so max cries but and, then he gives him the tape and then there's a moment that caused me to write "Good Dad?" question mark, uh, and that he explains why he left, which is that he is he is so embroiled in this life of crime that he didn't want Max to get hurt. Which I guess I mean if you're if you're a career criminal, I mean you're already a bad person. Okay. But if you're a career criminal and then you have a kid, I mean maybe ditching the kid is the right move here. Yeah, but you know, are you defending the Sandman in Spider-Man Three? Yes. Okay. I mean the better move is to turn yourself in and stop being a criminal. That's obviously the best move. You know, he's maybe a chaotic neutral dad. Is what his chaotic. <laughs> not, well, I mean, you got to think of his nah. only crime is piracy. Lawful. Yeah, he's also like, okay. Okay. Shit out of people. I would say more because lawful evil piracy. dad. Oh wait, yeah. that means piracy is yeah. way worse. Lawful evil dad. <laughs> yeah, he's a pirate. By the way, he has an eye patch and everything. Mm-hmm. 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 It's Captain Malik, not just Captain Mr. Malik. Captain Malik of the. Um, of the um, oh gosh, I don't know the name of the studio. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So it's it's the night of Kazam's big show. Right, it's a big deal. This is his big debut as a rapper, and mm-hmm. I, I wrote down here I could buy Kazam as a rapper, and I'll tell you why. Uh, you know, people like to make fun of oh, Shaq as a rapper. I just before we, uh, I mean, hold that thought. I just remembered this is really important. His dad talks about not not everybody gets a second chance. Yeah, he does mention that. Right, that's um, important. Yeah. That's important because Max is like that. You tell that like lodges in his head. So. Big show. Big show. And we're not talking about The Wrestler. Uh, Kazam is having his big debut as a rapper. And I could buy Kazam as a rapper, and I'll tell you why for a number of reasons. He's got a fun gimmick, which he is rapping as a genie. Like, his songs are all about him being a genie. He, he doesn't look like anybody else. He's, you know, seven feet tall, and he's got these fanciful costumes. And he's got a rad boombox that shoots sparks out of it. I mean, Flavor Flav only had a clock, and he was, he was a successful rapper. So, I, I mean, while people do like to make fun of Shaq as a rapper, I totally buy the character Kazam as someone who could be a successful rapper. Okay. And that's all I want to say in yeah. this scene. All right. So, uh, Max shows up at the show. He wants to. He wants to give his dad a second chance, uh, despite learning that there are no second chances. Yeah. He runs up. He's like, "Kazam! Yeah, I need you to do the thing and do the things." Like- Kazam is holding a giant Pepsi bottle. Yeah. Yep. As you do. Uh, and Kazam says, "Hey, man, <laughs> Kazam said, we, we've he been can't do it. Yeah, no, no ethereal. I can only do material wishes, uh, which is a, a bummer for Max. And Max is, you know, crying, screaming at him, saying, "Just try, just try." Kazam won't try. It's a bummer. You're the one who said that, like, they get in arguments. Like, you're the one who said, I, I need a genie, not a friend, or whatever, right? Yeah. And that's like, you're useless. And he, like, punches Kazam and runs. And yeah. Asia just tries to stop him, but. Has a go. weird moment of bizarre caring when we haven't really seen them interact at all before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and so the kid uh, eventually gets picked up by Mr. Malik while Kazam's doing his show. Mm-hmm. Malik already has uh, the kid's dad in in his custody. No, that's he's kidnapped the dad yeah. as well. And he's saying, "Hey, man, <coughs> I'm gonna kill your dad." 
Because I'm going to kill your dad unless you give me the boombox. Well, he's got the boombox. Unless you give me a third wish. I want your third wish. He wants to wish for, he wants, he wants Max to wish uh, that he would, that Malik would have all the money in the world. And then he, what I love is that Max has the balls to point out, look, if you had all the money in the world, money is useless. It's like, well, then I'll, I'll also, get all the money and give some of it back. Yeah. Well, what kind of shitty criminal is Malik that he doesn't realize that, <laughs> by the way? Like, he is he is like a child wishing for, for something right now. Yeah. Uh, Max pretty, points it out. Max much. is smarter. Uh, and then Kazam, he, he uh, Max is calling out for Kazam. Kazam's trying to rap, but he, he's he's getting these pains as he's hearing Max, and he's doing some some great raps where he's everything ends in Ariel, so and, which includes the great uh, lines uh, Tom, Dick, and Harriel, and at one point Eaton, Ben, and Jerryel, which uh, that's all great stuff as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Uh, and then he, he he realizes he cannot abandon Max, and he, he he concentrates and he vanishes into the room in a puff oh, of smoke. It's yeah. it oh, looks like a great. Uh, Effect, on effect stage. yeah. Well, well, I don't even think that was what happened. You think he was forced into the room? He was forced into the room because he's screaming because uh, Max gets pushed down an elevator shaft, which oh, we so never see him land. Plummets. So, yeah. he but he's presumably dead. Yeah. down an elevator shaft, and that. And, and then amount- Kazam starts spinning into the room, and we think, "Oh, Kazam's going to catch him." Yeah. Nope. Kazam's going to just wind up in the room and and have a real badass fight scene with with Malik and his boys. Yep. Yeah. And he realizes that the reason he's starting to fade back into the lamp is because uh, presumably Max is the dead. The boombox, yeah. Yeah, back or not lamp, the boombox. Yeah. His quote-unquote lamp. Yeah. Yeah, and much like uh Back to the Future, he starts fading away at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, then he it's fights. Because Max is dead. That's what we realize is not. Yeah, Max is dead and so he has to go back into the boombox cuz that's how the rules work. Yeah. Yeah. But he's fighting it. He's he like, fights it just like, enough gotta, to beat up the bad guys. Yeah. And he's got a great moment where, I mean, a great a great line, which turns into a really weird moment, <laughs> where uh, he's lifting up Malik, and Malik says, put me down, I'm afraid of heights. Uh, and he says, wish not granted. <laughs> great line. Yeah. And then, so oh, great boy. line. Here we go. And then he compresses Malik into a human basketball. Yep. Um, and and dunks him into a nearby like air shaft. I I would say it's a trash shoot or an incinerator. I think Malik <laughs> is just super dead at this he, point. I mean, yeah, he is mur- I mean, he's already murdered a couple of Malik's boys. Oh yeah. yeah, can I just point out how exceedingly dark it is? Like, it looks just like he's beating people down. And he's then killing them. he throws a fucking guy onto a transformer and he's electrocuted to death. Yep. Yeah, which yep. also causes a fire to break out. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, and, and, and fire is important. Fire is super important. So Malik, if 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 he somehow survived being turned into a human basketball, all of his bones are crushed. Oh sure. Presuming that uh, Kazam doesn't use magic to then save him and turn him back into a human. Probably not. He's now thrown down this trash chute where he will fall to his death or something. Yeah. I mean, he's dead for sure. Malik is super dead. Yeah, and I don't think anyone, even if he survived all that, I don't think anyone rescued him from the ensuing fire. (laughs) No. Yeah. Um. So Kazam goes and finds Max, who was who was dead on the ground. On the bottom of the elevator shaft, we're yeah. all thinking, there's picks- more paper or boxes down there. Nope, straight up, nope, like, just concrete. He picks him up. Dead 12-year-old. He does the, the classic no. No! While holding him. I couldn't. In uh, his arms. Yeah, it's, uh, his, his, he's pretty, con- his face is pretty contorted. It's something akin to, uh, sadness. <laughs> he, he looks uh, sad. And then he's somehow. He's doing his best. I gotta hand it to Shaq. He's doing his best. And then Shaq wishes for Max to still be alive. Yeah. And through the power of love. Magic. Friendship. Heart. With the power of all those things, Max is brought back to life. 
He has achieved what only a jinn could achieve. He has he's performed an ethereal wish. There also seems to be an uh, an implication that this wish is part of Max's thir- third wish for his father to have a second it's, chance. Yeah, because true. the father's second chance is tied to Max being alive. So yes. if Max is dead, father gets no second yeah. chance. Max alive, second chance. That kind of thing. Right. And then there's a weird... So I think the power of two wishes... Yeah. Uh, I think it's power of friendship. Plus all two, that other stuff. Two wishes combining creates a bizarre wish paradox that causes the doctor to regenerate. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, Shaq That's what it looks like. It looks like he's regenerating into a, a gin. All gold, Which dust, then, and light. As you called it, the godhead. Yeah, he becomes the godhead Shaq. He and he kind of like, he speaks in, in riddles where he's like, you are free. We, 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 I am a gin. You are a gin. We, we are, are all, all gin. gin. We are all free. He's like he's. It's like his his entire head is taking up the screen. Yeah, he has grown to remember. a big size. He's turned golden, and he's 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 doing his remember. Remember Mufasa who you moment. are. <laughs> uh, and and, uh, and he and he gives this weird advice, and he says, "Hey man, this is me now. I'm a jinn. Suck it." He doesn't say. <laughs> I wish uh, that's what you would say if you became a jinn. <laughs> and then it fades out, and we realize this this golden light that we think is the the Godhead Shack is actually the light from the fire because the entire building is on fire now. And and look who it is. But Travis, you remember Travis? He's a firefighter. <laughs> so Travis comes out to save him. What? I come and pick you up, and you don't even say nice catch. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, aw. Yeah. It's a good moment. Mm. Travis, takes you might him out. both die. Um. Yeah. Travis takes him, takes him out of the building. Uh, he reunites with his mom, who had been looking for him. It's a nice moment. Uh, Nick, the biological father, comes out, so miraculously slaved, also as part of Gazam's magic. Yeah, he says, I'm, I, I woke up and I was free, and your friend was there. And he said something about, something a, second about a second chance. chance? Does that mean anything to you? <laughs> uh, meanwhile, I just want to point this out, because this is a little bit weird. Like, like, this is out of character for the mom after everything. The, the, she's... The last she time just saw she him saw, get yeah. straight up kidnapped, basically. Yeah. And meanwhile, she's holding him and staring at him, and you'd think he'd just be like, she'd be just like, get the fuck away from my son. But she, you, she, you know, that kind of she thing. She lets the dad do a, like a whole monologue. Yeah. Yeah, she does, which is I, weirdly. I think that's part of the magic. Yeah. I Okay, we'll say it's part of the magic. Yeah, it's part I think of the That's the only way magic. it makes sense. I think it's part of the magic. And then too. I love the fact that he's like, why don't we go get some rods and, and go, go fishing, fishing sometimes? <laughs> but there's also the implication that he's going to jail, too. Yeah, a policeman comes up and says, are you Nick? Mateo. The criminal? Yeah. Are you are you criminal Nick? Are you crime Nick? <laughs> are you pirate Nick? Yeah. Arr. So Nick goes off with the policeman. Um uh Tootsie Boy, what's his name? Max. Uh, <laughs> Max instantly Tootsie forgives Boy. Travis yeah. for everything. Max has, has come around to Travis and says, You know what, you're gonna marry my mom, it's gonna be cool, but I gotta warn you, she's crazy. She makes me take three baths a week. Uh there's a reason soap. California is in a with drought. Soap. And it's because Max takes three baths a week. Yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, Cal- uh, Cal- California is saving the Max. Max is saving the California by only taking three baths a week. Yeah. Uh, and then we get this great send-off of Kazam. He's yeah. walking away with Asia. Yeah. She's saying, you're going to well, get a job. Well, before that, the oh, what? Uh, sorry. hot chocolate appears on the street. Oh, sure. Which was Max had, had said, where's the hot chocolate? It looks really good, it. too. Like, it does. It's, it's a, a very nice. It was a glass like, mug mm, hot yeah, chocolate yeah, very with nice. whipped cream and, and chocolate sprinkles. Chocolate sprinkles. Mm. And then we see uh, Kazam looking like a normal guy now, just wearing like normal clothes, walking away with Asia, presumably his girlfriend now, and she's hassling him to get a job. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then he, he gives he a does, great... He turns around and shrugs at Max when she says job. He goes, like, is it just say, me? A job? Yeah, it's real great. It's really uh-huh. funny. And you could almost see, like, the iris out. Like, if they could do that, like, you could see the iris out on Shaq's head. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't actually happen, but I wish it had, because yeah. that would have made the moment better. And then it's out. And, and then it's, a it's great it. movie. Woo! 
Wow. Um, Let me ask you guys, genuinely, overall, would you say you liked the film Kazam? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, All right. I mean, That's what I like to hear. I don't. I didn't love it, but it's oh, you know, it. oh, like <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's, it's it is right, and you're not saying like you're. It's not like the room was funny. Like it's genuinely funny. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Well, it's like it's not. I don't think it's a movie I would watch consistently. But every sure. so often, if I'm with the right people, I'd be like, hey. You guys want to watch something goofy and silly and not to be taken too seriously, but yeah. it's not. At least it's got heart. Like, let's I mean, watch Kazam. Just the, yeah. the most troubling part for me is that the foreign language that they're speaking is 100% made up and a little bit yeah. offensive. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I think some of the stereotypes in there are a little bit offensive. Like sure. Goat eyes. Again, if you if you if you throw out Kazam, you got to throw out Temple of Doom for goat eyes. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, fair enough. That's um, my rule. I just want to point out that. Um, I think some some alternate reality version of me is in this movie because uh, oh, in yeah. the credits I saw that the uh, the like Rasta singer is credited as Davidson King. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, <laughs> um, sorry. So, uh, but we liked Kazam. We, we liked general. Kazam. Yes, and I can't wait until we come back next month. Are we going to do Steel next month? Uh, yeah, I think I th- well, I think next month we we got to go back to we got to keep because Steel is kind of in the same camp as Kazam. Okay. So I think next month we come we come back with blue chips. We we go for a more serious. Can't, can't wait till we get to Steel. Yeah, I mean Steel's going to be a great episode. All right, you, you guys let that. me know. I'd be happy to do this one. Yeah, I mean you were a great guest. We'd love to have well, you on you. again. Thank you. Um, plugs. Yep. Uh, I do a podcast called Nerds Eye View. You can find that at nevpodcast.com or benvnetwork.com slash nev. It's a podcast where myself and some others review uh, films. We talk about films, and uh, it's it's always a, a review of a film that's new in theaters, and we, we talk about what's going on in the box office, what's coming out new in theaters. It's a good time. Uh, check it out. Uh, go to benvnetwork.com. Check out all the great shows on there. Uh, other ones that I do are uh, Shut Up Leonard. Uh, which I once again triumphantly host with Andrew Lindy. It's about uh, community. Thank you. Um, you can check out Benson's Boombox. You can check out Popsicles. You can check out Matt and Brendo's wrestling show uh, and Midnight Mariner, but I'm sure David will get to that in his plugs. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's Dr. Matt Benson. Uh, and you can follow uh, this show. Uh, you know, we, we already have the Twitter handle, so the, the Twitter is still Ben on Steve. Uh, it's at Ben on Steve. And the email is still uh, uh, on Spielberg at gmail.com. Do all those things. Uh, do stuff to us on iTunes. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. All those things help us out. They're all great. Uh, David, what do you got for us? Uh, well, I run a podcast, as Benson mentioned, called Midnight Marinera. It, uh, you can find that on the Benview Network, along with the other fine podcasts I'm with. Or you can also find it on YouTube under the same name. Uh, what Basically, what I do is uh, me and uh, several varied people every, like, maybe twice a month get together and do adapt creepypasta into audio dramas and radio plays so uh if you enjoy that kind of thing you can give us a listen you can uh follow uh midnight marinara on tumblr uh our, my twitter handle is uh, at scary sauce mm-hmm. so you can find us there uh we're also on soundcloud under midnight marinara just if you just google midnight marinara you'll find it so yeah. honestly it's relatively easy to do so yeah if you get a chance check it out and if you like it uh leave a review somewhere we love hearing feedback yeah and we can't wait to, to talk to you guys again next month when we will talk about blue chips. All right. Have a month. Where are the white women at? Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Uh, and if you like community and you'd like to hear us talk about it every week, you can go to BenviewNetwork.com slash shutupland.
You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast provider. Shut up, Leonard. Pop, pop. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.